Only at Metro by T-Mobile. You can upgrade to 5G and get more savings with the lowest price on one line of unlimited 5G. Just $40, period. That's it. Taxes and fees included. Plus, more choices with the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch and save more. Only at Metro. Lowest price versus major national prepaid brands. The fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in and plans. See store for details. Ah, please do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. Hi, Tens. Hi, Welcome tens. back. So today's uh, episode is super um, because, you know, we like to do kind of like opinion lists where they're not very research heavy. Mm-hmm. And then we like to do more research heavy, kind of give ourselves a break in between. Um, this one was a very research heavy one. Extremely. Way, so. Yeah. Hours and hours. <clears throat> hours were committed to this for you guys. You're welcome. We love you. Um, we decided that we were going to rank Disney Channel original movies based on how fucking crazy they are. <laughs> and I just kind of made that a topic as like, you know, a joke. But they are fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So... First of all, I don't know if you knew this, but there's 108 Disney Channel original movies that were not theatrically released. Really? Yeah, there's a whole lot of them. And wow. it's kind of like controversial, or not controversial, but like debated what year they started as the DCOM originals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to say it's like 99, but there are movies that Disney made, you know, going way back to like the 60s, 70s, right? So, you know, Disney Channel is where we're focusing, and... Lo and I decided to split it up kind of into like two eras. So since Lo did all the classic American Girls last time, I decided to take the classic DCOMs this time. (laughs) And so all of mine go from 1999 to like 2010 is the last year I was looking at. Um, And then Lo has everything from that to now. So um, did you have a hard time looking up these at all? Listen, I had a hard time sitting through them. Mm. I didn't have a hard time looking it up because my boy Wikipedia or my girl, my non-binary, whatever it is, um, has it listed out really nicely. So it's really easy for me to pick. However, there's a ton between Mm. 2011 and now. So it was a matter of narrowing them down. So it was like preliminary research before I decided which ones to watch. Sure. Because we watched all of these. Oh my God. Yeah. I had to watch a YouTube video prior that was like ranking all Mm. of them. And then I was listening to the brief summaries and trying to determine like which of those sounded the craziest to me because, you know, I thought I had seen most of these older ones, but I have not actually. Mm, Um, and there was some I was listening to and I was like, what? (laughs) So that's um, a plot. (laughs) Yeah. And I did look into all of the ones I found crazy, but some of them were just boring and they weren't fun to talk about. So I tried to keep it to the 10 that I had thought had the most whacked out concepts or plot points. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know about you, but my list, either I have a summary of the story or I just, I'm going to read you the notes that I wrote down as I was watching it. Same. So, cause it's, it's kind of a lot to talk about. Great minds think alike. Yes, queen. Absolutely. So I started last time. Do you want to go ahead and give us uh, your first one? Sure. Yeah. So it's in order of, you know, least weird to most weird. Mm -hmm. So the first one that I have as number 10 for me is Geek Charming. Okay. So that came out in 2011. Have you seen it? 
I have not, but okay. I, I remember reading about it. So let me tell you. This is actually not a musical. So this is one of the ones that doesn't have any songs in it, which was kind of refreshing, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um, but it stars Sarah Highland from oh, Modern yeah, Family. Yeah, yeah. And it's a typical high school trope. You know, there's, like, a popular girl who kind of runs the school, and she's mm-hmm. very, like, materialistic and superficial, and she says, garros instead of gross. Oh, my that God. That kind of thing. Material girl. Yes, and her name is Dylan, and she wants to be the Blossom Queen in her town, um, and you eventually learn that her mom died when she was eight, and she her mom was Blossom Queen as well, so she thinks if she wins, it'll bring her closer. Yeah, Disney movie with a dead mom. Groundbreaking. Oh, surprise! <laughs> so she's super rich. She comes from a really rich family, but she's lonely. There's, like, several shots mm. where they show her in her giant house, and she's, like, eating by herself, and it's really sad. Bam. So she's she's pretty likable for being, yeah. like, a trope of a popular person. It's mm. not Sharpay. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a film club student wants to make a movie about her life and the concept of popularity. So he asks her to star in it, Mm -hmm. and she agrees. And it's on number 10, or on my list as number 10, because I found it to be kind of boring. It plays into, like, very typical high school tropes, Mm -hmm. and there's no random outbursts of singing. Sure. So I was like, oh, I could take a nap right now. But I did finish it all the way through. But there is this, like, plot line that they don't even really go into about making the geek hot, like the, the film student guy. Makeover, makeover. And they totally skip over it. Okay. But you would like this. Yeah. He does look like Edward Cullen. Ew! <laughs> when they're done making him over, he really does. He has, like, sharp cheekbones and high hair. They said, let's jostle that shit, baby. Let's put you in a peacoat and pop the collar, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, and act like you smell something weird for, like, 30 minutes, like Edward Cullen <laughs> does in Twilight. He also wears lipstick. Yeah, just a little chapstick, a little sparkly. Um, but yeah, so the interesting thing about this one um, is it's a movie within a movie. Okay. So as the yeah. film student is filming Sarah Highland or her yeah, character yeah. Dylan, you watch him do that, but also the character development happens as he's doing it. So it's kind of like, you know, at the end when you're watching his debut like film school movie, it's mm-hmm. like you kind of reacting to the whole thing. Um, and there's really no villain. There's no villain. Like, not even Dylan, the main character, is a villain. She's likable. Okay, sure. So... All in all, I think it's, like, weird because it's, you know, Disney Channel original movies go so, like, far. Mm-hmm. And this one's just kind of like, yeah, there's a popular girl and she falls in love with a geek. The end. Tyrion. Do you know what, the one thing I know about this movie, I don't know if you know about this, but Sarah Hyland had to put out, like, a restraining order against the guy that played the oh, other lead. their relationship got real weird. They had a relationship? That, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that she filed a restraining order. Yeah, I think they dated for a bit, um, and that relationship was far from perfect, but her relationship with this guy in the movie seemed pretty cool, so. Maybe, it's low on our list now because it of that weird-ass relationship. Yeah, and it didn't tickle my pickle, so we're putting it, we're <laughs> Not putting it on. pickle. <laughs> Um, we're putting it on number 10 um yeah that's the one that i kind of like halfway watched and then like forward fast forwarded through like the middle part and then i was like oh yeah i did that with a few movies i was like okay i get the fucking point (laughs) moving on mercifully these movies were like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes long so it was not that hard to go through them but i did watch 10 decoms in under 24 hours so i'm like a husk of a woman because you know i was procrastinating (laughs) do you feel like breaking out into song I, sure I always do. I am always doing that. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> I'm the karaoke queen, bitch. I gotta practice. That's true. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I there were a few that I, I didn't focus on. Like, I didn't watch the whole movie because I'd seen them already. I was just trying to, like, get, like, reminders of. Yeah. And so the one that I didn't watch the whole movie for, because I've actually seen it a few times because I use it in a lot of my lessons at school. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm a teacher. I'm an English teacher. For those who didn't know, you probably knew that already. And one of my favorite things to... Um, teach is Ray Bradbury's short stories and so he's a, sci- a sci-fi writer 
And he has this story called The Velt, which is a story about a smart house which has a VR room in it. And so obviously the Disney Channel original movie Smart House is based off of this fucking bonkers short story. And if you don't know what this short story is about, it's about kids who are obsessed with their virtual reality room Mm -hmm. so much that it replaces their actual parents and they murder their parents. And so... I had no idea it was based off that. Oh, yeah, and there's actually like reference to that in the actual movie itself. Oh, like, okay. In the in the book in the story, um, the kids are obsessed with like the African savanna, the, the velt, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's called that. And the parents are eaten by digital lions, essentially. And so in in the Smart House movie, there's a scene where Angie, the little sister, like puts lions up on her board, and she's like, "I'm scared." Anyway, oh, okay. So there's like a little reference. Obviously, they change a lot of it because I don't know what motherfucker was reading that story. He's like, "This would make a great Disney Channel original movie." <laughs> you know what the kids look. You know what I would love? But that's why it's, it's lower on my list because, first of all, that concept's fucking crazy It to me. is, yeah. But I also, I put it lower because um, it, the concept of a smart house is pretty common now, so it's not mm. very groundbreaking as it was in 1999 when this movie was made. Um, and originally, we said it so my time period would be like 2000 to 2010, but I realized that most of the DCOM movies that we are familiar with were made all in 1999. There's like really? tons of them, yeah. So it was a very prolific year. So little six-year-old me was like, oh. Mm. Ray Bradbury. <laughs> Ray Bradbury, ew. Okay, so some things of note. I'm going to read you guys the notes that I took while I was reading this. Uh, first of all, it stars Ryan Merriman, who plays Ben. And Ryan Merriman, if nothing, is a DCOM legend. He's in, like, three other DCOM movies. Um, I don't know if he's coming to mind. Oh, he will. I'll talk about him later. Okay. Don't worry. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Um, and the other main person in this is a dad. I don't know if it's Patrick Swayze, but he looks like Patrick Swayze. Okay. And his sister, Angie, who is actually a actress I don't know, but her character was almost played by Brie Larson, I found out. Oh, really? Saying. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have the smart house itself, who is played by um, Katie Seagal, who, if you don't know, she voices Leela from Futurama. So it's kind of funny to listen to, like, their version of mm-hmm. Alexa, and it's just Leela, and you're like, okay, whatever. Um, it was also directed by LeVar Burton, Mr. Reading Rainbow himself, which is funny. He's probably, oh gosh, he's probably the one that's like, I read Ray Bradbury, let's fucking get into it. Um, so what's really funny about this movie is obviously, you know, Ben and Angie's mom has passed away, right. their dad's single, and Ben kind of has taken on the role of, like, a 1950s housewife. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Mr. Mom. Yeah, so he, like, dad works, who, by the way, the dad is a ball salesman. Hell yeah. You know, blink and you miss it, but he literally <laughs> sells balls. You're like, oh, Soccer, okay. football, like, okay. whatever. <laughs> okay, Swayze. Bouncy. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Ryan, or sorry, not Ryan, Ben, is essentially the stay-at-home mom, and he's like, I can't try out for basketball because I'm always making your lunches, Angie. And then dad, I- fucking you don't need to date i'm wife enough for you it's a weird fucking uh relationship that they have kind of with me dad yeah and i watched the video for this made by um jarvis on youtube if you follow him he's great um and if you don't definitely do um but he just said that that uh ryan merriman is a bootleg version of chris evans that disney channel like resurrected from the grave and they've just been like making him just go forever not like he's dead but they're just like I haven't seen him in anything else. He's just like a decom robot. Yeah, he's like, I got a lot lock. He probably honestly has like a non-compete agreement. I mean, maybe. Um, but anyway, so Ben's main hobby is like 
he says it's basketball, but he has never made a single basket in this whole movie. <laughs> he's shooting from like right up there, and he can't make a basket. And he's blaming his sister for not being able to get it's on the basketball team. Sandwich carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I can't get on the basketball team because of you, Angie. I'm like, no, sir, it's because you can't make a shot. It's because you suck. Sorry, that's why. Um, but his other hobby is entering contests, <laughs> which like. Okay. And there's a contest for a smart house made by this woman named Sarah. And Sarah's just giving away her life's work. I'm like, do you not know that you can sell this house, bitch? Do you not know that? Why are you giving it to this child who ends up winning because he's stuffing the ballot box? He applies every day. They're like, we have 8,000 people who submitted to the contest. I'm like, they're all Ben. Yeah, and also, like, that's why you also don't have time to try out for basketball. Yeah, bitch, your time is... Exactly. Um, so that's pretty whack. Um, what else did I put on here? Oh, when they get into the house, first of all, they, like, put their hands in a little scanner, and Pat literally takes their blood. She's like, mine now. I need your information. Oh which is, gosh. like, a little creepy. I've definitely seen this, but the mem- like, the memory's hazy. Yeah, like, it's a little details that you're like, hmm. The ball salesman is geeking me out. I love that. You're like, I don't love that. And then she, Angie asks the house, she's like, can you make me a strawberry smoothie? And the house is like making strawberry smoothie for Angie and the smoothie's blue. <laughs> like, who? I've poisoned it. <laughs> <laughs> like, who made this, okay? Just some things that I noted while I was watching it. Um, And then the dad is like, when the kids go, can we move here? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why heck? Why not? I don't know a single dad that would do that because they leave like all their possessions, their old house behind. They don't even sell it. They just move in and we never see any of their stuff ever again. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, whack, but whatever. Um, then I think when they, they're starting to settle in, like, um, you know, Ben goes into the system and is like, I want to make this more like a mom because we need a mom so I can go out for the basketball team. <laughs> and he turns it into like a 1950s housewife because that's all he of fucking course, knows, yeah. right? And the 50s housewife is like, my son needs to have fun. So she throws a party for him. And at the party, they invite the bully over who's been bullying Ben and the house tries to fucking kill him. <laughs> And really? like, yeah, you're like, hello. I don't remember any of those. Yeah, that's why I know. I was like, <laughs> who, who, who approved this? Lavar Burton. <laughs> um, so after after the bully like almost dies, everyone's like, that's weird. Let's go back to boy band dancing. <laughs> Like, okay. And then the house after the party just like soaks up all of the debris into the floor. And I'm like, are the walls of this house just like filled with trash? Like, what's happening? They got some crawl spaces full of red solo cups. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. And I was like, this movie's kind of scary because when um, Pat, which is the house, takes the family fucking hostage, she starts projecting like war imagery onto Mm. the walls and shit. And you're like, girl. Hello? And then she... Jarvis said this in his video. It made me fucking die. She does this, like, fucking tornado thing. And he's like, she becomes Smart House, the last airbender. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. Anyway, it ends up working out that they were able to figure out how to, like, you know, shut her off. And then she goes back to normal. But that movie was a lot crazier than I remember it being. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're telling me. It's so... I just this... remember it being like, kid wins house. She's pretty cool, but she's a little evil. And then they're like, I don't need you because I love my dad and my family. Bye. It's fucking weird. But apparently there's murder. There's <laughs> attempted murder. A lot of that shit. Anyway, oh that's only 10 on my list. This is going to be a long one, guys. If I Hopefully. had the capacity to go back and watch one more Disney Channel original movie, I feel like I need to rewatch that. But I don't have the capacity right now. I don't have the bandwidth for Ask it right me again in six weeks and I might be able to. Well, I show clips of it to my, my students when we do our, like, intro to the belt. And they're like, that's an old-ass looking house. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> don't age me. Okay, number nine for me. The Descendants. Oh my god, what an iconic movie. 2015. 
Yes. That was a while ago. I was expecting it yeah. to be sooner, but it is not. So I don't have any, you know, reference points to the Descendants. The first time I ever heard of them was I was watching, I think it was like a Disney parade, and they okay. sang that song, Rotten to the Core. I'm rotten to the Core. Exactly. And I was like, this cool like whatever I, but I didn't look it up no further research I, was, mm-hmm. I just accepted it and moved on with my life yeah so then this was on my list and I was like okay this is popular I've heard of it so mm-hmm. let me let me go ahead and you know do it so this movie was fucking lit I am a 28 year old woman and I loved this movie like, yeah Dove Cameron tear it up bitch. it was incredible so for those of you that don't know which you should definitely go watch it um, it is about the kids of Disney villains so it's Maleficent the evil queen Jafar and Cruella Deville mm-hmm. and they all have kids so Cruella Deville has a son um, Jafar has a son and then the other two have daughters so two boys two girls Boo Boo Stewart plays Jafar's son, and he's fucking... Yeah, he plays um, wow. Clearwater. Seth Clearwater. He's also in Twilight. Twilight. Every, Every, time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. We're gonna do it. <laughs> so, I just thought it was really good. So, so basically, the four kids, they have the four kids, and they live on this island. So, essentially, after the villains were trying to take over the world, they banished all of the villains to this island, mm-hmm. and they made a barrier around it so they could never leave. And then I forget the name of like the good place, but there's Oradon, which Oradon. is a whack ass name. I know that shit was made in like a fucking group setting where everyone's like, okay, let's discuss now. Like, or they're like random name generator.com. <laughs> Oradon. Yeah, so Oradon is the good place, which is funny. I just watched this and you yeah. know more about other <laughs> No, I just am like a weirdo who remembers this shit. Yeah, you have a good memory bank up there. Mm-hmm. And the son of um, the Beast and Belle, so yeah. Beauty and the Beast, for those of us who, you know, grew up in the normal time period. Um, he is about to become king, and his first order as king is to make it so that a small group of villains, kids, can come over and go to school in, or- in Oradon. But only the, the good kids. We don't want all the other kids. That's right. They want to, they wanna, they're like, you know what, let's give them a chance. So they end up having the four kids that I talked about earlier over to Oradon to, like, stay in the dorms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole plot to take the fairy godmother's wand. I'm not going to go into all the details because we'd be here all day. It's a very, <laughs> very intense storyline. So here's the things that stood out to me. Oh. As this is this is one of those notes while I was watching yeah. things. The intro song, Rotten to the Core, is literally a little bit Alexis. They're like, I'm a devil. I'm a villain. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy when I drive my car. Oh my god, that's fucking sending me to the moon. It's literally <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, which one came first? And then I was like, obviously the descendants because shit's creeping yeah. out till later, but yeah. like, my god. <laughs> like they were singing round to the core and I was like, what are they gonna say? La 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 <laughs> sent me. If you guys haven't watched Shit's Creek, please fucking oh, do it's that. So That's good. the funniest it's show so, in the so world. Good. Um, the other thing that I thought was weird is the villains, it's kind of like a commentary on society because mm-hmm. the villains live in absolute squalor. Like, yeah. Poor as hell. They said, mm, the They're like, we're going to send you to an island, but like, good luck. You're going to have to come up with your own, you know, know what? I currency. Never, like, yeah. I never understood this, but this is like a casting choice. When you think of like Maleficent, right? You're like, oh, like an Angelina Jolie, someone striking and tall and intimidating. They casted Kristen Chenoweth, who, if you don't know, she's like four foot eleven and has the voice of like a bubble. If I were to imagine, popular. And yeah, she's she's literally like, I'm Maleficent, and I can't get over that. I was like, that's the stupidest casting. The only reason I think they did it is because she and Dove Cameron kind of look alike. 
and Doug I mean, Cameron played Mal. But I was like, that's a fucking stretch. Who approved that? And then the evil queen is the one of the witches from Hocus Pocus. Did <laughs> oh, you notice that? Oh, is it Kathy Najini? Yeah. I think, mm, I think so, yeah. She's the best one. Um, but yeah, there's a scene where Dove Cameron is in a museum and she's trying to get the fairy godmother's magic wand and Kristen Chenoweth is in the Maleficent album and she's like, evil! <laughs> I'm like, God! <laughs> yeah, so you're totally right. The casting is just not the We're fucking sense. killing it with our Chenoweth impressions over here. Yes, we are. Um, there is one quote that I love before I go into like more unhinged yeah. reasons, but the the prince, okay, I don't want to spoil it, so if you haven't seen it, like, skip this mm-hmm. part. <laughs> but the prince, who is Belle and Beast's son, um, he says to Dove Cameron, who is Maleficent's daughter, Mal, mm-hmm. he was like, for the first time, I understand the difference between pretty and beautiful. Um, Isn't that so sweet? Prince Charming. So here's the thing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little pit yeah, stop because yeah, we're yeah. about to go into the unhinged. Yeah, so Jane is mm-hmm. one of the characters as well. She is the fairy godmother's daughter. Mm-hmm. She is beautiful. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She might not have the best haircut. She's gorgeous. She's got a normal ass haircut. She has a nor I thought a normal <laughs> haircut. The whole thing in the movie. So Dove Cameron, Mal, her character, makes Jane believe that she is the ugliest fucking human to ever exist. She's like, you need a nose job, you need your hair done, like whatever. Makes her think that she's so ugly. Jane is beautiful. And so I'm imagining if I'm a kid watching this, I'm getting the message that like, even if I look like Jane, I'm still fucking ugly. And that's rich coming from Dove Cameron, first of all. She's literally had so much work. I mean, Dove Cameron is beautiful, but like... She's it's the queen of so, face of like face surgery. It's like, so problematic. Yeah. Like to just be like Jane. And then okay, so Mal has purple hair mm-hmm. and she's got this horrible wig that's yeah, basically a bob cut cut. Yeah. Bobcat. Bobcat. A, <laughs> a bob cut with two long curly pieces in the front. And all the girls in the dorms are like, oh my god, your hair is so beautiful. And she does spells on all the other girls to give them good hair. That sounds like me in college when I try to cut people's hair and I just fuck them up completely. <laughs> like, I was like the prettiest bitch in the world. I was I wasn't even mean to. I was like, I really cut hair. Why would I say that? I don't know how to do that. Same with Dove And that happened to me so many times. I fucked people's hair up and I'm so sorry. Um anyway. Yeah. So you've seen The Descendants. Obviously, you know it's unhinged. Well, okay. So the first time I saw it, I was moving into my very first big girl apartment. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, streaming services set up. And the only channel I could get was Disney Channel. And so the first night I was in my apartment, I did watch that movie while I was eating some Kraft mac and cheese. So it does have, like, a special, like, place in my heart. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't – I was definitely not the target audience for it. But one thing I want to say about it is I cannot stand the costumes. I fucking hate Disney Channel's costumes when they're like, well, we got to make a bad guy, but she's also got to be covered up. Like, put entirely. as many fucking zippers on that costume as you can they find. Said, they said, put that fucking leather vest all the way up to her Safety chin, pens, bitch. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I totally I, agree. It's bad. Yeah, anyway. Okay, moving on. My number nine is Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. <laughs> With Brenda Song. With Brenda Song, who, first of all, put some respect on her name. Mm. She is the ultimate decom legend. Ryan yes. Merriman need to take fucking notes because she's been in, like, five of those yes, movies. Um, so, love that for her. She looks super cute in this movie, too. And I was like, those fits are fucking lit. Thank you so much. And I want that haircut. Um, she, but, like, okay. So, Wendy Wu is essentially a reincarnated warrior who's destined to defeat the big evil. Um, and she is, like, trained by monks and stuff to fight sure. like Chinese monks. Brenda's song is like Thai. She's like not even Chinese. No, they're like, like Disney's like Asian. They're like <laughs> perfect. Okay, so that's a little weird. What's really funny is that her mom's character in that movie is like she's like a Chinese historian museum curator type of thing. And there's a scene where she's at the breakfast table and her 
like husband walks by and he picks up a paper of like a terracotta soldier and he's like what's this i'm like bitch you're gonna be married to a chinese historian and not know what a terracotta soldier is are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you guys talk on your yeah, like, what? are you serious so that was pretty funny um and then there's this like this one hot monk that is coming to like track down Brenda's song. His name is Shen. And mm. what's interesting about this movie, I would not have a problem with it if they like stuck to traditional kung fu because the fighting is very good mm-hmm. in this movie. Like Shen has these excellent fucking scenes because he's a trained martial artist, I believe. Um, but they gave him like superpowers. And I'm pretty sure like being a monk does not give you super speed. Like you do not turn into the flash bitch. What is that? I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never been, trained. So. Never trained, so I don't know. Um, but I really do think because of that, this movie did for Chinese culture what Luck of the Irish did for Irish culture. <laughs> and we will get into that fucking movie yeah, later. Which, which I think is net negative. Right? Oh, yeah. And I, I think in general, decoms just need to stop trying to represent other cultures. Because every it. time they do it, they fuck it yes. up insanely. Um, because I just, they're not capable of being like a little racist. Just a smidge. Um, so in this movie... The big evil starts hypnotizing people to get closer to Brenda's song, mm-hmm. and he he like was able to get to her brother, who's played by Eric from Twilight. <laughs> Eric Cullen. <laughs> Eric Eric Cullen. No, the little the little Asian guy who's like Bella Worms. Oh, you know yes, what I'm yes, talking yes, about? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That one. So he plays her brother, um, and he like fights Shen, it's a cool thing, and then there's this scene where Shen puts this magic m- m- necklace on Brenda Song while she's sleeping. She, oh. she wakes up in the morning, she like, it's like a protective amulet or something. She wakes up and she throws it on the table, she's like, ew, this is stuff I can grow. It's like, why did my brother put this on me while I was sleeping, weirdo? Fuck off. And leaves, and I was like, okay. And her grandma picks it up, because she knows what it is, because she used to be the ancient warrior. Of course. And so she and Shen have, like, a confrontation. I was like, why is there so much sexual tension between grandma and Shen right now? I got like, because they're talk? talking in Chinese to each other, and they're like, it's my destiny. I know what I have to do. And I was like, this is kind of sexy. All <laughs> but, of your movies have, like, familial sexual tension. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> happening? Well, Shen's not related to them, right? He is reincarnated. Oh, right, right, right. right yeah. He's reincarnated at the same time as Brenda Song's character to be, like, her protector, right? And he oh, right, he's okay. destined to die for her. And That's, fuck her grandmother. <laughs> and to fuck her grandmother, period. Um. Anyway, so he teaches Brenda the art of, like, meditating and shit, because Brenda is running for homecoming queen. She takes it really fucking seriously. Of course. And the only reason she is being barred from it, she's competing with this girl, Jessica. And Jessica's like, well, you're failing history class, so you need to get your shit together, or you will not be able to run for homecoming queen. Mm." So... She's like, well, I wish I had anybody here who knew a lot about Chinese history. Fuck me. Who could it be? And Shen's like, I know. <laughs> and so he promises to teach her Chinese history if she can, like, be taught his monk ways. So Even though her mom is... Literally. Okay. She doesn't okay, talk about her mom. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, so Brenda Song starts, like, learning how to fight. There's a, there's a like, this movie loves training montages. Of course. <laughs> um, but she also learns to meditate. And this bitch meditating in the craziest fucking spots, like, in the middle of the cafeteria on the table, in on her desk in the middle of class. Like, somebody get this... Get her. Like, what is she doing? Um, so I think that's pretty funny. Uh, also, everyone in this movie who's Chinese only reads from scrolls. Like, do they not have paper? Ooh. What the fuck? They're like, let me take every stereotype that I can think about <laughs> yeah. and just paste it. 
into the script. Literally. So anyway, they um they give Shen a like a hot boy makeover and then he starts getting attention from other girls and Brenda doesn't like that shit. Why is there a hot guy makeover plot? Like in subplot every in every movie. I don't hate it. Shen's very sexy. Mm-hmm. I will give you that. I do remember that, yeah. Um, so we we don't hate it anyway. But I thought it was funny, like, yeah, go ahead, put that fedora on that monk. <laughs> it's definitely an improvement. <laughs> like, excuse me? So that was a little weird. Um, and then I think what ends up happening is like this is the weirdest stretch, but her teachers, I guess, are possessed by the spirit of kung fu animals. Like, you know, there's like tigress and crane and mm-hmm. I, I remember those from Kung Fu Panda. And dragon. Yeah, dragon, right. Shen is dragon. Thanks, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, so they help her train. But what's so funny about the training montages in that is, like, the fight scenes with the actual martial artists are excellent, but the scenes with anybody else are fucking bonkers. So Brenda Song's there with the bow staff trying to fight off all her teachers, and they're not even trying to hit her even a little. They're just, like, wailing those fucking things, (laughs) like, just twirling them. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so the night of homecoming, Brenda's like, I'm not going to go save the world. She's like, you have to. Only at Metro by T-Mobile, you can upgrade to 5G and get more savings with the lowest price on one line of unlimited 5G. Just $40, period. That's it. Taxes and fees included. Plus, more choices with the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch and save more. Only at Metro. Lowest price versus major national prepaid brands. The fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in and plan. See store for details. To save your world, like, there will be no tomorrow if you don't save the world. And she's like, well, I'm going to be, like, homecoming, so, That's like, homecoming queen, I gotta fucking go. And so, she wears this ugly fucking dress, she tries to go to homecoming, she's like, where's Shen? I'm like, where the fuck do you think he is? He's trying to fight the big bad bitch, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. And so she runs to go help him, turns out um, her rival, Jessica, has been possessed by the big bad, and they have to fight. Oh, Jessica. Okay. Um, they give Wendy a second to change into her more formal uh, warrior outfit. The big evil is like, I He's like, yeah, I got you. And like, <laughs> through Jessica's eyes, like, watches her. It's really creepy. It's weird. And they don't even attack her. More she's sexual like, attention. She's like, okay. And she's like, I have this ancient, like, fighting dress from my grandmother, and I'm going to fucking kick your ass in it. And Jessica's like, okay, put it on. <laughs> See what you can do. And what's great about this is also that Jessica's stunt double is obviously, like, an Asian man in a blonde wig. And it's like, it's like not even kind of him. <laughs> um, and so the way Wendy defeats her is not with like kung fu. She literally like does this like magic spell. She like kamehameha's her, like literally like oh. Goku style. And then the real big bad comes out. And I'm not even joking when I tell you that um, Wendy Wu goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what she does, and that's how they defeat it. Shen dies. She brings him back to life because you can do that with the power of Kung Fu. It is Disney Channel. <laughs> it is Disney Channel. And no then... one dies in Disney Channel except for moms and dads that are already dead. <laughs> and that's how the story ends. <laughs> Interesting. So did Wendy Wu become the homecoming queen? I don't even recall. I didn't watch that whole part. Like, I stopped. All that matters is <laughs> the fact that she has an ancient fighting uniform. <laughs> I mean, considering the fact that she kicked the soul out of her opponent, I'm guessing yes. It would be a crime not to make her own. At this point, there are no other contenders. Because <laughs> you killed everyone. <laughs> They're gone. So that movie is fucking bonkers, too. That is bonkers. I will always know um, her as Lyndon Tipton. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of mm-hmm. Lyndon Tipton fighting a big evil is pretty funny to me. Her, her character in this is very similar. Is it? Like, yeah. super visual? Yeah. I feel like I've seen... I saw that when it, like, you know, first was around. But again, I haven't seen these in forever. So. Oh, I think that movie came out in, like, 20s, 2007. Something oh, like that. okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would have been honestly a little old for it then. Yeah, yeah. I was too. I remember because so I was like, I don't remember. Watching and that. I also noticed the common theme in a lot of these movies is like it's around homecoming or prom. Yeah, big dances. Yeah, I and mean, my homecomings were bad. I'm like, Wendy, you're trying. What you're, you're going to miss out on a grind train to Soldier Boy, bitch. You go save the world, okay? That's all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whoa. number eight for me uh, is a 2015 DCOM Invisible Sister. Have you seen it? No, I've never even heard of it. Good. Okay. It's not great. So <laughs> there are two sisters. Cleo, who is the more brainy sister. She's very science-oriented. Sorry, it's pronounced Cleo. Cleo. I'm not They're not Australian. I wish they were, but... And then Molly. So Molly is the popular one, but mm-hmm. she she's in, like, a high social circle, whatever, but she's actually nice. Like, she's a nice, oh. popular girl, which is Imagine. unusual. Imagine. And Cleo is feeling pretty invisible yeah. in the beginning. She's like, you know, my sister gets all this attention. She's mm-hmm. all this love. Like, what the fuck? Like, where is my clear mm-hmm. so anyways so the brainy sister is essentially running a meth lab in the school party <laughs> with her weird nerd friend who is from um jesse but i don't know his name okay. um he's the i think he's the indian kid oh, jesse do you know cutie, yeah. yeah he's cute he grows up to be a little cutie um and ends up she ends up stumbling on the chemical like spell or whatever combination mm-hmm. for invisibility oh shit surprise in this meth lab. They end up turning a moth invisible, and it, like, flies out of the window. You can, like, barely see it. It's, like, mm. sparking, whatever. And it lands in her sister's drink, so Molly's drink. And Molly drinks it. Glug, glug. I'm thirsty. It's That's bedtime. how invisibility works. Yeah. That's right. And it passes on to Molly. So she wakes up the next day invisible. So this is another one where I fast-forwarded a lot. Yeah. So I could be missing major plot points here. But... Uh, Molly wakes up, she's invisible, she tries brushing her teeth, she, she sees herself in the mirror or doesn't see herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot take. And freaks out. And then Cleo comes in and is like, oh my god, like you're invisible, what happened? And Molly's like, you have to go to school posed as me. Because all these kids care about is keeping up the status quo. Of course. Like, Wendy wants to become homecoming queen. Mm-hmm. Molly wants to just keep it going. She's like, I still want to be popular, you have to be me. Sorry. Yeah. I don't remember what the big men at school is, but it just happens to be Halloween. Shit. So Cleo can get away with wearing a mask. Okay, cute. Now, the actresses that play Cleo and Molly look nothing alike. So if Molly's oh. friends paid even an iota of attention to Molly's facial structure or voice, she, they would know that that's not Molly. Which they don't, because that's why she's invisible, right? That's why she's Obviously. invisible. They're like, oh. Mm. Mm. Anyways. So she wears this mask. She's dressed up, I think, as like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Okay. And Who notoriously had a mask. Right? <laughs> so time goes on. Eventually, there's a lacrosse game. So Molly plays lacrosse. Cleo gets on the field. She doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, oh, look. There's there's a mask in lacrosse as well. How convenient. Mm-hmm. So no one can tell that it's not Molly. And then Cleo's just sucking. She's getting, like, the shit beat out of her on the lacrosse field. It'd be like that. And Molly, who is invisible, then runs up to the lacrosse field and starts throwing bitches left and right out of Cleo's way. <laughs> I would do that if I were invisible. No one's questioning. Yeah. No one's like, there's a demon on the field. <laughs> like, but this is all just how lacrosse goes, right? right? An invisible force field just throwing you away. So, anyways, we all know how it goes, blah, blah, blah. They learn a lot about each other in the process. Mm-hmm. They end up turning back. Who cares? And they learn that important lesson. Like, oh, I'm sorry you felt invisible. Oh, I'm sorry I was actually invisible, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh the reason why it's on the list is because at the end... There's a scene where Cleo is being recognized at this, like, scientific, like, conference or whatever for mm-hmm. her discovery of visibility. And I feel like everyone's just like, yay. Where is she? <laughs> like, 
She's turned back. Oh, yeah. But Cleo's like, I discovered invisibility. And they're like, okay, like, good job. But in reality, this bitch would be a billionaire. Literally. And it's just a high school girl just discovering Good for her. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't a very good movie, I'm going to be honest. The, there are some of these that are just stinkers. Mm-hmm. But I will say this about DCOMs. They're bad in the way that they are always fun to watch if they're bad. Like, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm having a good time picking the, the fucking... Yeah craziness off of this yeah. movie and the so. weird thing is so this there's a guy called um disney brain on youtube and i'm pretty sure he's a fully adult man and mm-hmm. he is talking about disney com original movies which that's neither here nor there but the reason the moth flies into molly's drink in the beginning mm-hmm. apparently you would love this you're an english uh-huh. major mm-hmm. the reason why mm-hmm. is because moths are attracted to light and Molly and her friend group is seen as a light. Aww. She attracts people to her positivity and warmth. And so that's why the moth found her. So being a good person will turn you invisible. Noted. Okay. Yeah. Moving but, on. <laughs> but I feel like it's just a way to cover up the fact that you drank a moth. <laughs> yeah. You proud of that? Protein. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Delish. Okay. Uh, my next one is Kim Possible, So the Drama, from 2005. <laughs> this, so. Yeah, exactly. This movie was originally slated to be, like, the end of the series. And it's famous for, you know, spoilers for Kim Possible, So the Drama, for Kim and Ron getting together at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, like, a whole little smooch scene, and Christy Carlson Romano sings a little song behind it, and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, this movie, I don't remember being very crazy. And, you know, arguably compared to some of the other ones on this, it's not. But the plan... That is hatched by Draken in this. I'm like, okay. First of all, okay. So we start off this movie. We see that um, the the uh, toy maker of a Japanese toy company has been kidnapped, essentially. And so Kim frees him and whatever. Draken is trying to, like, manipulate this toy company. We don't know why. It's like a weird thing. And so Kim tries to find it out, but she and Ron, like sneak into this party with all these officials and stuff and they're like wearing kim's wearing like what she's gonna wear to prom and looks all cute um again focus around prom it, yes <laughs> literally okay so draken's at this event and what's so funny about this is he goes up to the people who are like password and he's like i'm not gonna say the password and they're like you gotta say the password and he goes nina that's the password i lost my mind at that and so he goes into the back room to meet all these mob bosses and the mob boss he's talking to is voiced by the guy who voices brain from pinky and the brain mm-hmm. so i love that little exchange meanwhile ron stoppable somehow found himself in a poker room with a bunch of cowboys and he's playing them <laughs> in poker and then kim and shigo are having a very homoerotic battle in their of prom course. dresses and you're like okay <laughs> same old same old i see um so let's see what is it okay it turns out draken is trying to um manipulate kim by trying to like send her a boyfriend that's a secret drone they're called syntho drones they're like Robots made out of goo. Sexy. Okay, and it's <laughs> funny that you say that because um, there's also a part where they kidnap kids, Kim's dad because he's super smart. He has the and coding. Hot. And hot, we know that. <laughs> um, he has, like, the coding for this project that Draken needs. And so they kidnap him and hang him over a tub of tentacles. And it's getting very tentacle hentai in this Ooh. movie. Like, there's a lot of, like, like Japanese references and, like, like weird sex things that I was like, I did not notice this shit before. I feel like this might be a you problem. Because mm. all of these movies, you've been like, there's 
There's a lot of sexual tension. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I will say this, though. Um, the, vo- the guy who voiced Kim's boyfriend, his the synthodrone boyfriend, was, yeah, it was Ricky Raviv Ullman uh, from Phil of the Future fame. Uh, oh, and he was my first crush. Literally, what a fucking hottie. He's so hot. Uh, and he's still cute, so shout out to Raviv. Hey. Anyway, um, so I don't know. That whole thing was weird. I didn't enjoy that. And yeah, I don't know. That's just it's just strange. I didn't like that bit. And so any anyway, he ends up developing like these little robots that are given out at Bueno Nacho called mm. uh little Diablos and they're like mind control <laughs> Spanish, toys. Like it. Yeah. It's so off the wall compared to most Kim Possible. I know, it sounds like it. I don't I've never seen this. And it's hard to like connect how they all go together, but it ends up with Kim making it to prom and the bottom of her dress is kinda singed off and she and Ron make out and that's the end. But I was like who approved this? It's so the drama. It's so the drama. Anyway. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kim Possible. That's wild. Even for Kim Possible standards. It was just strange. Like, and it was an enjoyable movie. I did like the movie, but I could not connect the the, the thing. And Draken's like, well, she go, you're smart. If you can't figure it out, then Kim can't figure it out. And I was like, bitch, I can't figure it out. What the fuck's happening? So it like didn't seem like it was part of Kim Possible franchise? It, like it just it, felt like a different... It did and it didn't. It was... It was nice to see that, like, carry through with the characters, like, having that ending. But then, like, ah, I don't know. I was like, Draken, you have jumped the shark. You've run out of ideas, man. Yeah, he's like, Japanese toy, goo. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever I can do. And she go, you sexy fight camp. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, later, princess. And I was like, are they fuck? Are they going to fuck? I don't know. They probably got each other's numbers. <laughs> so number seven. This is no surprise. It is a surprise um, that it was on the list at all, but they remade Freaky Friday in 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it is a, um, it's a stage adaptation or sorry, it's a, re- a movie remake of the stage adaptation that was from 2016. Okay. By Bridget Carpenter. So this one is full of songs, full of outbursts when you don't expect it. We've Wild. all seen Freaky Friday. Yeah. Like, so we all kind of know. And this one doesn't differ a lot from the original story with, you know, the original original and then the one, the remake with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Can I ask a question? Yeah. In the switching part, do they still use that kind of racist scene at the Chinese restaurant? No, thank God. There's no Chinese fortune cookie. It's a it's a uh, an hourglass instead this time. Do they sing? Oh, you know it, bitch. They're singing all over. They're like one day. That's it. Oh, it's crazy. Switchy time. Sorry for your ears on that one. (laughs) So this is what gets me. (laughs) So Ellie is the daughter. The mom, I don't remember her name, but Ellie and mom is how I refer to them. Let's go with sure, that. Sure, <laughs> um, So there, there's a song. Ellie has a younger brother named Fletcher. Ellie and Fletcher don't really get along that well. We've all seen yeah. the movie. Like, we all yeah. know how it goes. And Ellie, when she transforms and is in her mom's body, there's a particular song that I cannot believe made it to both the stage adaptation oh, and, the, and the movie. And it's a song <laughs> that she sings to Fletcher in the mom's body. So Fletcher thinks his mom is singing this to him. Where it's all the things that your parents lie about to you. Okay. So, first of all, let me set the scene. They have a great dame named Boris, and Boris is literally pulling Fletcher in this park. Like, the fact that they let that fly is so hilarious, because Fletcher's arm is about to get ripped off by Boris. So, that is in the background while the mom is singing, Mm -hmm. or Ellie is singing in the mom's body. And then she's like, parents die. (laughs) She's like, the monster in your bed might be real, but we've never checked. (laughs) 
Wow. And then she's like, broccoli sucks and nobody flosses. <laughs> and then she's like, your parents told you they care, but they don't. <laughs> I mean, God, get him. Get him, bitch. So Fletcher comes home and he's sobbing. And he packs all of his shit in his suitcase and runs away. Bye. Because he thinks his mom just told him that she doesn't give a fuck about him. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Could you imagine? that? I'll, my only, like, comparison is to the Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan one. And he's like, what about bullies? And she goes, run fast. Like, yeah, <laughs> see, that's as much as they touched on it. But in the stage adaptation mm-hmm. slash this movie, they're like, your parents will die. It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> oh and then Fletcher's God. not old. He's got to be under 10. So As far as songs for this movie go, I wish that they had, like, the ones from the Lindsay Lohan movie because those slapped. Oh, those were awesome. Those were awesome. I will say the production value on this movie was high. Like, all of the mm-hmm. dancers were amazing. The yeah. songs were amazing. Like, it definitely looked like something that could be on, like, off-off Broadway. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's one other thing that does happen a little bit in the Jamie Lee Curtis version, but it's mm-hmm. not as obvious. So obviously, Lindsay Lohan has a crush on Chad Michael Murray, and Jamie Lee Curtis, when they switch bodies, they flirt a little bit. Oh, a little bit. It's never, that. like, overly sexual, yeah. right? Oh so God. in this movie, it's a, it's a lot more sexual. So now it's a me problem. <laughs> now I'm noticing it in movies. There's a guy, Adam, that Ellie has a crush on. And when she's in her mom's body, it's really uncomfy because they, like, hug for a really long time. And the mom is like, ah. like, But it's really Ellie. But it doesn't stop there. So the mom is also in Ellie's body. And the mom's flirting with Adam, too. Hello? Everybody wants to fuck Adam. Is he? Does he look like Chad and Michael Murray? Hmm? Does he look like Chad Michael Murray in this one? I mean, he's cute. He doesn't look like Chad Michael Murray. He's he's a beautiful Asian man. Um, and then, that's weird, sexual tension. But there's also a part where they're doing a scavenger hunt. And Ellie, who is really the mom at this mm-hmm. point, <laughs> they're all singing. They're like, scavenger hunt, scavenger hunt. And one of the friends is like, something about their body image. And the music stops. She's like, believe me, this is as good as your body's going to get. Don't self-talk about your body that way. And the music's like, da-da-da-da. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't fit anywhere <laughs> Oh my god. I can hear the hallelujah chorus eating my french fry type vibe. Dude, maybe so Freaky weird. Friday is problematic. <laughs> I think it might be. Maybe. She was like, this is as good as it's gonna get. That's very hateful. I, I implore you to watch it because it was a roller coaster from start to finish. I, I didn't know there was a stage play. Like the fact that the mom is like, parents die. That's like, pretty. That funny. alone was worth it. That's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. The next one on my list is another one from 1999. Um, it's what called, a good year. Uh, uh, yeah, and I want you guys to know that when I she said that Lo lifted her wine glass, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, what a good year, and it was priceless. Okay. Um, yeah, so 1999. I had never seen this movie. I went in blind on this one. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but when I was asking people what the weirdest decoms were, this was one that came to mind. Okay. Boy, howdy, the concept is strange as fuck. Okay. So um, it? Sorry, it's sorry. called Stepsister from Planet Weird. No. Okay. So it stars this girl. Her name's, uh, the actress is Courtney Draper. The only other significant thing she's been in was 13th year. She plays Sam in the 13th year, which we will talk about. Mm. Um, and she's also the voice of Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite, if you're a gamer. Oh. Yeah, which is, that's like the only game I actually really like, 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 of like, like a boy game, mm-hmm. you know? Right, so I recognized who she was right away. Um, but there's this, starting off, she lives with her mom and her brother and her parents recently were divorced, and her dad looks like a guy straight out of the 1960s. <laughs> I don't. He like works too hard, and that's why they divorce. Whatever. And mom starts dating this guy. His name is Cosmo Cola, and he's <laughs> and he's weird. <laughs> like, Sounds like it. And he comes over for dinner, and he brings him like a shitload of root beer, and she's like, "Okay, thank you." And he brings his daughter, and his daughter will not get out from beneath the car. She's underneath the car, and 
uh, the main character, her name is Megan. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're like, go out and get her. You're like her age, right? And she's yeah, like, have things go. yeah. And so she's like, hey, bitch, you good? And the girl's like, I'm afraid of the wind. And she's like, okay, well, it stopped. Do you want to come on out? And she's like, okay. So um, starts off pretty strange, right? We find out that this girl, her name is Ariel. She and her dad are aliens from what is the planet? Zircalon. <laughs> the planet weird. Yeah, Zircalon. Okay. Cool name for a planet. The planet is filled of, full of sentient bubbles. They're all bubble people, Same. and they're like, "I love being gaseous, woo!" And that's why they drink root beer to survive because of carbonation. <laughs> but like, okay. Okay. And so the whole time, Ariel's like, "I miss being in." a gasish state and I hate my body and my ugly beautiful blonde hair. Oh, that's why she's afraid of the wind? Yeah, because she's a bubble. But turns out wind does destabilize their human forms and they will turn back into bubbles if it's too strong, which that comes back later. Anyway, um, there's this really funny scene. So there's the love interest for Megan. His name is Cutter and he's like a I don't know, he's like a bleach blonde type surfer boy, really <laughs> dumb kind of thing. There's this really funny scene where he's like, what's your name again? She's like, it's Megan. Um, and as he's leaving, she goes, I like your hair. And he goes, thanks, it's bleached. And she goes, I know. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? That made the script. I made like, a conscious decision to keep like, that in. Excellent choice. <laughs> so I love Cutter. He's my favorite character in this. Um, he does come back later. But uh, what else do I have in here? I said, Zircalon looks chill as fuck. It's like pink sunsets and shit. Um, turns out that her, Ariel and her dad... Cosmo ran away because they were, um, like, rebels fighting against the tyrant. And the tyrant is um, the father of Ariel's boyfriend. And what is his name? I wrote it down. It's something Fanul. Her boyfriend's (laughs) Fanul. And so she's like, I miss my boyfriend, Fanul the bubble. And there's this scene where a teacher and Megan walk in on her in the bathroom, like, looking wistfully at bubbles in the sink. And she's like, my dear Fanul. And they're like, those are fucking bubbles. And she's like, that's the love of my life. I want to fuck those. (laughs) They're like, okay. Okay, when, also, when they drink root beer, their voice gets high as fuck, like they've been drinking helium, so that's weird. Um, and Ariel, she, like, wears all these super long layers, and when she goes to Megan's school, all the girls are like, why are you covered in layers? And she's like, I'm protecting my essence. And they're like, that's, they're like, that's revolutionary, icon. And so she becomes, like, the perf- like the perfect popular girl, and Megan's like, I'm losing my fucking mind! Oh my gosh! Like, it's so funny. Um, and so Megan's main hobby is that she's into windsurfing. Which is so funny. And she's like, her parents are like, why don't you take Ariel out to learn how to windsurf? And she's like, she's literally afraid of the no. wind. <laughs> Ariel's like crying. No. She's like, no, I can't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, but when she goes out windsurfing, Ariel like tries to save her. She like goes into the water. She's like, I have to save Megan from the wind. And Cutter's like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the water. And he's like in love with Ariel. So that makes Megan very mad. But they decide to team up anyway, try and get Cosmo and her mom to split up so they can go back to their own place. But, you know, they discover the, the power of friendship along the way this is this movie is essentially the color of friendship but like with aliens (laughs) so i was like okay you guys really tried with the first round and then decided to make it better on the next one okay i see um okay what else do i have on here uh oh when they like ask ariel you're like oh oh so what do you like she's like i like bubbles i like gas and i'm calmed by water they're like okay so she says like the weirdest stuff but i kind of like it um also all the popular girls in this movie are wearing turtlenecks strange Hickeys. Hickeys. (laughs) And I really think that this movie was sponsored by Rip Curl Rash Guards, because that's the only other thing people wear in this movie, too. Um, But, yeah. Ariel essentially talks like she's, like, a yoga instructor from L.A. Um, I love that. And then...
Okay, windsurfing, I think, is arguably, like, the most 90s sport possible, because every time I see people do it, I'm like, you look like you should be on the cover of a science textbook. Yeah, I mean, probably. Um, So love that. a very expensive hobby. Yeah. These, I'm just reading, like, as I wrote these notes down, so I'm sorry if they're all over the place. Super consciousness. Literally. Um, I also didn't understand why the kids at school thought she was so cool, because she's literally giving theater kid, like... They're like, wow, so many layers. So many layers, and you talk like you're from a Shakespeare play. Do the turtlenecks come before or after the layers? Uh, So... That's before. They, they're kind of wearing those, like, 90s turtleneck sleeveless moments. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and Ariel's, like, covered head to toe. She's like, my essence. That's so weird, right? Um, the aliens in this movie I thought were really creative because, like, the gaseous bubble thing is interesting. Um, and then being an alien, a whole new planet against your will, that's kind of weird. Oh, this is, that's what I wrote. Megan said... You're an alien in a whole new planet against your will? That will? That's bogus. I switched homeroom last year and it totally threw me off. I was like, this Relatable content. Yeah. Um, and then they, Fanul comes to rescue Ariel and, and like rebel against his father. And he says that his favorite hobby is power floating, whatever the fuck that is. Um, and then the cutter says, hey, you should save Earth because we have yogurt flavored potato chips. And I was like, hello? Do we? What the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the tyrant bubble comes to, like, ruin the wedding, and they defeat him with the power of hair dryers. <laughs> if this is your number what? What is number This one? isn't even... Con- I think we're on, like, number eight. <laughs> uh, I'm scared about what, what uh, the future holds. Yeah, and then I think at the end, they, like, after the kids murdered that man at the wedding, they, Ariel and Megan, like, swap love interests. <laughs> I don't understand why. So Megan what. gets Cutter? Or no. No, Ariel gets Cutter, and then uh, Megan gets Fanul. I don't know how that happened. Um, or I don't know how a long-term relationship with a bubble would go. I think, he, I think uh, Fanul decides to stay on Earth because of the yogurt potato chips. Oh, yeah. Cutter's just got a weed kitchen going. Literally, Cutter's like, bro, you gotta save the universe. We have 18 different flavored potato chips. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, not other plan- Not many other planets can say that. It's so. true. It's true. Okay, so number six for me is 2012's Girl vs. Monster. I've don't get up out of your either. seat because it's not exciting. Okay. Olivia Holt plays Skylar, and she is the daughter of two monster hunters, but she doesn't know it. Uh-oh. So her parents pose as mold salespeople. Or not mold salespeople. Mold salesmen. <laughs> you guys into mold? Um, no, they're like into mold. They're like scientists, yeah. whatever. But it turns out they're actually monster hunters. And in the bottom of the basement, they have this like containment center mm-hmm. that holds all of these monsters that they're catching. They're essentially ghostbusters and they put them in this containment center. The daughter has no idea. She's just like a little bratty teenager. And she's like, why can't I go out? And they're like, there's literally animals and monsters going to kill you out there. But I'm not going to tell you that. It's mold. Sure. Or you're a teenager, your curfew is never, because you can't leave. Of course. And she's like, you're ruining my life, and it's just classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, but yeah. with the Monster Hunter twist. So I just want to say, first of all, the extensions that they put poor Olivia Holt in. <laughs> oh, I love an extension clock. <laughs> Do you know, okay, so she, you know the haircut where it's like really, really short, and then they give her long, one-length, no-layer extensions, and then every time she turns her head, I'm you can see... You can see the spikes of the short hair coming out. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and you know what? It's a fun thing about being a girl. Like, you can clock an extension from miles away. Yes. But men are like, how do you can, how can you tell? <laughs> like, because you can literally see it when she spins. It's terrible. So in the first minute of the movie, there's no character development at all. Mm-hmm. Not Haven't told you a single thing. It's Olivia Holt setting up for this, like, monster mash mm. Halloween thing. Of course, it's all around Halloween time. And there's a sign that's crooked. And she's like, I can fix that. 
And she's like, give me a leg up. And she like stretches and does this gymnastics move and like flips. And then the guy in the band at the event is like, you want to come sing for a little bit? After she's just somersaulted her way down. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, nah, 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 nah. Oh my God. <laughs> she somersaults into the microphone. <laughs> like, it's I mean, crazy. she's a performer first. Those extensions are really giving her. Mm -hmm. She is, what is it? Power? The power floating. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's power floating. Okay. The movie is incredibly predictable. So mm -hmm. her parents say, no, you can't go to this Monster Mash Halloween thing because, you know, there's monsters out there, but she doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. So she's like, fine, I'm going to cut the fucking power to the whole house and I'm going to leave. And so when she cuts the power, it lets all the monsters out. Whatever. The parents go and they capture the monsters. They learn an important lesson about honesty and whatever. Okay. The funniest part of the whole movie, the guy who asks her, hey, do you want to sing a little bit, is a guy that she has, like, this huge crush on. Mm -hmm. And he, naturally, gets possessed by a demon. One of the monsters that got free. And so at the very end of the movie, Olivia is like supposed to be singing at this Halloween bash. Mm -hmm. And she sees that he's gotten possessed. So he has like a constipation face on. She's like, that. oh my gosh, like fight the monster. Like you can do it. And he's like, air. Super weird. <laughs> I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> has this weird face on. And then he finally expels the demon. And guess what the first thing he says is? What? Skylar, will you go out with me? Girl. <laughs> Good God. The script in this movie is awful. The oh, yeah. plot is awful. I hated it and it's deranged. <laughs> I don't know. Like, people are getting paid money to write these decoms. I know. They're getting paid money. Just give me a leg up. Mm, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I think we might have to end it there because yeah. it's already been like an hour yeah. i had no idea that this would take us this long yeah say. we're about halfway through our list so we'll record another episode you guys get a little twofer yes we love to see it tune in for another episode part two, two. bye tens. bye it has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete if you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations you may contact us on the world wide web at tensontenspodcast.com or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Tens On Tens Podcast. That's one zero S O N one zero S Podcast. Or via email at Tens On Tens Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta ta and toodaloo. Bored with your day job? We know how you feel. That's why we created Streamlabs, an all-in-one live streaming application combining everything you need to create content on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. It's never been easier to make money doing something you love. With Streamlabs, you'll get access to all of the features you need to grow your audience and increase engagement with your viewers. You'll also get the tools necessary to monetize your content and make a living doing what you love. Visit Streamlabs.com to sign up for free and start streaming like a pro today.